Hello, this is Rabbi Mordechai Fleischer of the Denver Community Kolel, bringing you this week's Thought on the Parsha. This week's Parsha, Parsha Shemos, spends a great deal of time discussing the process of the Jewish people receiving the Torah. And in the lead-up to the actual events of God giving the Torah, the Ten Commandments, to the Jewish people, the Torah describes the arrival of the Jewish people at Mount Sinai. And the Torah describes it in the singular and describes that the Jewish people arrived in the Sinai Desert and it's, it's expressed in the, in the singular language instead of in the plural. And Rashi notes, based on the, the teaching of Chazal of our sages, that the Torah expresses it thusly because this is the one time during the entire 40-year sojourn of the Jewish people in the desert that they actually succeeded in achieving complete and perfect unity with each other. And while the Jewish people were at a very high level throughout their 40 years in the desert, yes, they did have their failures and their shortcomings and their punishments, but overall they lived at an extremely high spiritual level. But there was never absolute complete unity among the Jewish people except this one time. And clearly, this was a prerequisite, this was a requirement, a condition for the Jewish people to be able to receive the Torah, that they be absolutely unified. The funny thing is that if you look at last week's parasha, you will find that another nation seemingly achieved a similar unity for a very different purpose, and this would seem to water down the accomplishment of the Jewish people. Because we find early in last week's parsha and Parsha's Beshalach, as the Egyptians pursued the Jewish people towards the Sea of Reeds, the Torah describes that the Jewish people saw Mitzrayim no se'a They saw Egypt traveling after them. And uh, Rashi comments over there that this word Mitzrayim, Egypt, is in the singular. Instead of saying the Egyptians, the Mitzrayim, it says Mitzrayim, Egypt. And Rashi, in one of his approaches to explaining this, says that the Egyptians were pursuing the Jewish people with one heart as one man. And so seemingly, this very same state of unity of one heart as one man was achieved by the Egyptians. But not so fast, because we do find that there is a difference between the language used by Rashi for the Jewish people uh, as opposed to the language Rashi uses for the Egyptians. Because while I just told you that for the Egyptians, Rashi says that they were chasing the Jewish people as uh, with one heart, as one man, for the, for the Jewish people, Rashi comments that the Jewish people were as one man with one heart. So if you're paying close attention, you will notice that the order is reversed. Previously, by the Egyptians, it says, with one heart, as one man. And here, by the Jewish people, it says, as one man, with one heart. So what is up with this discrepancy? How do we understand this difference? And the answer is that when, when we talk about a person's heart, the idea is the heart is regarded as the place of where a person's desire is created and exists. What a person truly, really wants, the place of that on a spiritual level is the heart. The heart is in the center of the person. It's the identity of the person. What you are, what you truly want is in the heart. And so there are two ways to create unity among, among people. One is there's an inherent unity, a realization of that we all need to be united together. Every person is important. Every person is precious. I can't just be on my own. We all have to exist together as one and to appreciate each other and to come together. And then once we are united, once we come together, then we can accomplish great things together. The other way is that really we are divided. However, a purpose, uh, a cause comes along and we all are interested in that cause We and therefore we all unite and rally around that cause and so that cause becomes the central focal point of everyone and there's unity created because of that central cause. 
However, inherently, there's no real true unity among the people, and once the cause goes away, once it, once it vanishes, the unity vanishes along with it. So let's go back to the two different Rashis and re-examine. By the Jewish people, it says, as one man with one heart, meaning first, on a personal level, they united as one man, and then together, they then had a unity of hearts, uh, of their hearts together, that they all had one cause, one goal in mind, and that is to be able to receive the Torah from Hashem. But the very first step was unity on a personal, inherent level. By the Egyptians, it says they, they were united with one heart as one man. In other words, first came their desire. They all shared a common cause, namely a common enemy, the Jewish people, their former slaves, who had just escaped Egypt, or left Egypt actually, by the Egyptians' own volition, the Egyptians threw them out, and even gave them all their money, and now the Egyptians had a change of heart, uh, and their hearts now said, let's go get them back and get, and get all of our wealth back. And so it was this cause that united them. And so therefore Rashi says the other way around. It was with one heart as one man. That's not true unity. That's a unity based around the cause. For the Jewish people, by Sinai, it was first a true unity on a very personal level, and then that led to them unite, to them being able to come together, or I'm sorry, already being together, but being able to then uh, all desire as one to receive the Torah from Hashem, which indeed is what took place. So I think the lesson is quite obvious that while, of course, unity of any sort is worthwhile, uh, but the real unity that we strive for is not a unity based around the common cause, but rather the true unity that we seek to achieve is a unity based on a recognition of that we need to all be connected to each other on a very personal level, and that even if we don't necessarily agree all the time, and we don't all want the same thing, we still have to be united as, as one unit. And then once we're united, we can all work together uh, for a greater good. I hope you enjoyed this message, and I wish you a wonderful Shabbos.